Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 152 of Dude and Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by my co-host... Ian Loring. Um, I think it's the first time I've ever done this in this room with without the light on, which is quite pleasant. Yeah, I, I have got my light on now. I've got my curtains closed, simply because the, the, where the sun is at the moment, it was shining straight in. <laughs> oh, okay. And was was causing a problem, but yeah, I'm 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 hoping that in the future I don't have to do it with this fucking the JJ Abrahams fucking flare running right down the middle of my screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look like you're going a bit. Yeah, JJ Abrahams is dead on, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what do we have this this week? Um, we have a a feature review of Ten Cloverfield Lane. Speaking of JJ Abrahams, um, we'll have some what we've been watching. Uh, we've got a couple of questions, including an absolute corker from Noel. Mm. Um, and we'll also do some trailer chat and we'll hit on some tangents, I'm probably thinking, along the way. Ian, what is your tipple of choice today? Uh, I'm just going for the punk IPA. I got through that entire brew dog box. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Um, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a very very beery week, and I'm looking forward to not having as beery a week. This is it's just a couple of bottles of big bottles of uh, punk IPA, um, and then I'm done. Um, I do like my punk though; it smells so fucking nice. Yes, it is nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I am I am I am I am trying out these uh, Nescafe Zero coffee cups. Right? How's that? Going? Um, it, it's not bad. You see, the thing is. I wanted to try them at home because I didn't want to have one and take it to work with me on the morning. Take one sip of it and go, that's fucking shit. Then throw it away because that's the kind of mood I will be in in the morning. Mm. So I thought I'll try them before I go. They're not bad. Four of them, three pounds. And essentially you get a cup and then you get a lid and the coffee is actually in the bottom of the cup. So you peel it off um, on the inside, fill it up and then put the little lid down and the lid's actually got a little closer. So it actually... If I go like that, it closes, and if I go like that, it opens. Not so it's not bad for somebody who, who, who drinks an insane amount of coffee. Yes, very nice. Um, and before I forget as well, we were cunts last week and didn't mention Adventures in VHS. We didn't mention this, did we? Fuck. I've got mine downstairs. So. I, 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 have, I have mine here. It, do you know what, as well? It's fucking lovely, isn't it? It's really, yeah. I mean, genuinely, not, not just... Not just because it's it's our mate and our, one of our guest hosts, uh, Normella. Uh, it, it's it's lovely. It really is. Um, and the thing is, I haven't started it yet. And the reason why I haven't started it yet is because I haven't had a point where I've gone. This moment is worthy of reading this book. Mm. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm 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 waiting for the next night when Isabel's when sorry, when, when Becky's out for the, for the night. And I'm going to get a couple of beers and I'm going to sit and I'm just going to read it over a night and just do it all in a night and sit because I thought, a couple of beers and I just flick through it and read through it and go through it, it is, is how I want to read that book. Yeah, I mean, Mike, um, I, was, I, I was listening to the uh, latest Chinchuroka versus Punter where Noel was on there and they basically just did a, like an hour and a half interview with him about it. And um, <laughs> oh, by the way... I've got, I've got it. I've redownloaded, but I haven't, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. It only came out this morning. So, uh, by the way, fuck the lot of them as well. They called me the Joshua Oppenheimer of podcasting. <laughs> oh, that's that's harsh. One hundred and fifty-two strong motherfuckers. Yeah, we're only about you. thirty uh, less than what Heroes ended at now. So, oh, shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not fucking cheap. 
as well. Yes. Episodes into fucking two. Yep. Yep. No, you get... Our commentaries are always bonus episodes. Are they? Well, two or three of them were, yeah. (laughs) Okay, all right. Yeah, so, do you know what? Fuck you, Mike and Paul. And to an extent, (laughs) Noel, for joining in. (laughs) Just because he's with the cool kids. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Fuckers. Yeah. And by, by the way, Noel's going to be on next week. But um, yes, he's going to be on next week. But, we're doing, we're, and we are doing Batman versus Superman. Um, has anything else happened in the week uh, well, that, that we, that we need to talk about? I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to just talk about Adventures in VHS a bit more because yes. I, I've started reading it, and it Have is you? it is genuinely great, and it's it's of an era I own. I, I barely remember. I mean, like my. My my two only major video rental memories are Suburban Commando and the first Mission Impossible. Um, at least on VHS, anyway. I mean, like once, you, what like DVD rentals was my thing. Like mm. it's how I, I like saw like Cube and Pi and like I really, really, very vividly remember renting them and like yeah. reading about Pi and Total Film and being like, wow, this sounds fucking amazing. So. Like I, I think I'm of a and yourself. I think maybe slightly later generations, but the yeah. the enthusiasm for it all is palpable, and it's not just nostalgia stuff. Like Noel's giving it um, context of like the, the the general feeling of the zeitgeist at the time as well. It's not just it, it's. I wouldn't have expected this anyway, but it's not just like boobs, blood. Yeah, you know it. it and it. it, it I don't know. It comes from a place of love, and I'm just—I'm very, very proud of the guy because God knows he's worked like a motherfucker on it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That is it. It was—it it was really exciting. Um, I mean, I got the um, mine came through last Monday, um, and on the morning it came through, and I had something to do. I had somewhere to be in the afternoon, and I kind of looked at it and went, "Oh, this is from Noel. This is my this is this is my copy of Adventure VHS." <laughs> And I thought, even then, I thought, no, I don't, I don't even want to open it and then just open it and then throw it on the side and go, oh yeah, it's that, and then put it on the side. I actually, I, I, I was like, right, no, I need to, I need to open this when I can sit down with a coffee once I finish what I've got to do. So went off, did my appointment the night to do, came back, and then was like, right, sit down, coffee, open it up, then open it up and started flicking through it, and then went, I want to read it now, but I can't. I haven't got time. I've got shit to do. And then I sort of looked at it and gone. Just start. No, I want. I want to sit down when I when I know in my mind that, that if I wanted to, I could just go through it all. But the good thing is, it it it, it looks fantastic it, in terms of the actual look and the feel of it. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I I've got a feeling we probably won't be talking about it much on the show next week because I know Noel doesn't. Re- I, I I I think he's kind of he he he's it, got, he kind of wants to move on, uh, but. Uh, the the interview that they they did was great and uh, it made me laugh a lot and got me through um, a really fucking painful run this morning. So uh, not not painful runs uh, run. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, nice one. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, what else has been happening this week? This screening room thing is interesting. Have you heard heard about this? So. Basically, um, Sean Parker uh, of um, Facebook and Napster fame um, has devised this thing that, okay, J.J. Abrams and Peter Jackson have apparently come out in support of it. 
but James Cameron and Christopher Nolan have gone, no, what? Where basically, um, it would be a thing where you pay $150 for a really, like, privacy up the ass set-top box, and then you pay $50 per film, but it's, like, day and date studio releases, where... The, the reason why essentially it's so much is because twenty dollars would go to the to the cinema chains to appease them. Yeah. But you know, if you add a few people round, cut it down to like ten dollars, and then like if you had like five people round, or like if it was a family, mm. then you know maybe. Uh, but yeah, like you know, apparently there's word that J.J. Abrams and Peter Jackson may actually have a financial interest in the company. That um, wouldn't surprise you, would it? Let's be honest. And actually, after saying that, like the light's not on, I'm actually going to turn the light on, which is a bit depressing. But um, yeah, so I this this is interesting. I mean, I've got a Cineworld Unlimited card, and I noticed that Odeon have come out with um, a unlimited esque scheme. Yeah. As well. So it does, you know, I, I do wonder, like, how long it's going to be until something like this actually does Happens. take off. It's kind of been something that's been kind of thrown about for, for a number of years, the idea of it. Um, I, it's a strange thing because you've got to take it in certain ways, as in. Would I prefer to have watched um, certain things at, at home and have it streamed straight to my house? For instance, if I could watch High Rise um, and have it streamed to my to my house via a, a set-top box, would I pay 20 quid for it yeah. right now? So we finish this podcast and I go off and I watch High Rise and it costs me 20 pounds. Would I do that? Yeah, probably, because that's the price of me and the price of Beckett to go to the cinema to go and see it. Yeah. Would I do that? Yeah. I, I, I absolutely would. Uh, would I pay, let's say, 30 quid for it? Probably not, to be honest. Not when I can just go to, the, go to the cinema. Now, for stuff like that, maybe, yeah. But there's certain things where I think uh, you, you, you've, you've got to kind of, to an extent, as a film fan, not as a general thing, you want to experience on the big screen in the cinema, and it's, 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 that, it's that experience. The only thing that fucks up the cinema really, for me... Is the people. Is the people. Yeah. Is, is, is the people. And the, the fact has to be kind of made is both of us go to the cinema an awful lot, mm. more than your average person. Mm. And I would say it is one in eight where somebody pisses me off, one in ten, fifteen, where somebody really fucking pisses me off to the point of where I have to sort of say to them, stop fucking doing that. Which, the thing is, it's kind of like a, if you could get that, would I buy it? Well, 150 quid, absolutely, I'd buy that machine. But then 50 quid a pop is fine if you're wanting to watch the next Transformers movie and you've got five of your mates around, it's a tenner each. But if you're wanting to watch the new, for instance, Cloverfield Lane, and you look at that and go, what, 30, 40 quid for two of us to watch it, plus the 150 quid I've paid... Plus, they'll end up being like a fucking subscription service that you've actually got subscribed to to be able to get it. So you could end up looking at it. You could end up looking at it and paying over like the first year a ridiculous amount of money. 
per movie. It seems more like it's an idea for, not for film fans, it's fuck all to do with that. It's an idea for people who maybe don't have time to go to the cinema or have too much money just to fucking throw away. So the cinemas aren't losing money on it. It's an extra revenue stream for the studios. That's what that seems like it might be to me. um, Yeah, I don't know. It's just like once you've opened this particular floodgate, would it be more tempting for the exhibitors to say, well, let's just bypass the distributors? But then... Maybe. I guarantee you Cameron's um, argument against it. And he's right in his argument, will be the minute you make it available a stream onto a device in someone's house, the minute after that, somebody will have worked out how to get that off there onto a hard drive and online. There you go. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's interesting because I've, over the last month or so, have kind of started to fall back in love with actually seeing stuff on a bigger screen. Um, it like and like the nature of being in a cinema where it's darker, there are no distractions. I I went through a period which I think is kind of coming to an end now. Where I think it was also connected to the fact that Lottie was pretty intense with Donna and was like mummy, 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 mummy all the time. Whereas now she lets her get on with stuff more. Whereas so previously I was thinking like. If I can watch something at home, I'll do it because then, yeah. like, I'm about a, a bit more, and it's and it's not, it's not that I, I, like I'm gonna I, I want to be around less or anything like that. Is that yeah. I don't feel as bad because like I, I know Donna's always got this, but like she can like it, it's not gonna put any undue stress on her. So mm. I'm I'm kind of like getting back into that thing, and like The Witch last week, I genuinely believe that film would not have been as... I know you didn't like it, but that film would not have been as as effective for me if I watched it at home with my Bluetooth headphones on. There's there's well, no way. Well, that's it. I mean, it goes back to what I said a, a few weeks ago where I, 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 I was angry at myself that I only saw Instella um, once at the cinema. I, would have, I, I think I would have liked to have seen it more. Um, and there's, there's bits like that. <sighs> you ask any film fan, you know what their major problem is with going to the cinema and it's 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 all the patrons you know fuck it time schedules and releases and things like that yes they're a they're a they're a, a they're not a they're they're an annoyance for instance it can sometimes be hard to see something unless you live in a major major city i don't get it too bad because i live um because we've got a, a picture house so i'll occasionally get to see other stuff there but you know, it might be six o'clock on a Tuesday. I can't get there at six o'clock on a Tuesday most Tuesdays. So there's that. But if I really wanted to, I could move things around and, and get there if it was something I really wanted to see. For instance, if they were putting Apocalypse Now on on a fucking Wednesday afternoon at one o'clock, okay, I'd be, I'd be there no matter fucking what. I would be there. Um, even though I've seen it three times on the big screen now. But I would still go, but taking that taking that opportunity. Um so a takeaway from that, I suppose, on there. But I, th- I think cinema chains. I don't feel that sorry for cinema chains. You know, they charge through the fucking nose for refreshments and things like that. And there's some points where they can't get the even basics right of of cleaning the fucking screens. Um, 
I, I'm what I say is the, the view I, I go to because I go to view a lot more than I go to City Screen nowadays. Uh, has upped its game. It's had a change in manager, um, and it's it, it's got a lot lot better, um, a, a significant amount better uh, in terms of that. So I'm quite lucky in that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like. I just God, if the showcase by me did one of these fucking schemes, I'd drop Cineworld like like a stone. But, but if, I mean, I, I'm getting a Cineworld around the corner. Uh, I think it's going to be Cineworld. Uh, he's getting built um, literally like 10 or 5 minutes walk away from me with a, with a proper fucking IMAX. So I'm very much looking forward to that. But weirdly enough, we drove through a place called Ripon um, the, the other week. We were going um, out around there. Um, and what was showing? It was Hill Caesar. Um, and I was, we got to Ripon and I said, fuck it, how could, how could anyone live here? It's fucking dull. It's boring. It's, ooh. Oh, there's a Curzon. Oh, I could live here. <laughs> and that's all it took, because the Curzon cinema was, was, was yeah, I quite like this place. Oh, Let's move give here. me a fucking Curzon or a picture house in bloody Wales, please. It's, it's insane there isn't a picture house in uh, Cardiff. It's just Cardiff picture house. It just, it, it, I cannot understand why there yeah. isn't one. I'm looking at this Odeon thing, by the way, as well. I mean, you know, fair play. With Central London included, they charge 20 quid a month. That's not bad. You see, I, I, I you know, when I get a City World, if it is the City World, which apparently it is, um, when we get a City World, I don't know, what, how much is there? Is it 17 99 or... Mate, I fucking got a thing through work, and I wonder if I can hook you up with this as well. 131 quid for the year. See, that's, that's, that's mad, that, isn't it? I've had that, that two that's years like, in a row through 11 quid, what's that, less than 11, 11 quid a month? About 11 quid a month, yeah. 11 quid a month. So if you had something there, straight away, there was a subscription service, it was up to 25 quid a month, you can go as much as you want. Can you imagine how much I would go if there was a cinema, five minutes walk away, it would be, oh, it's Tuesday night at, at 20 to 6. Uh, huh. Ken Clothfield Lane showing. Let's go and see it. That's the thing. Fuck, if, if the showcase by me, I, 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 like, if the showcase by me did it, I'd be there twice a week at least. I think I, I would say, in all honesty, I would be there at least, at least four times a week. Nice. I, 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 I'd like to be able to commit to that, but I wouldn't. But, but the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, my contact with my daughter is on a, on a morning is, have you fed the, the animals? Yeah. All right. What are you doing now? My phone. All right. Bye. Yeah, how old is she now? Like 12? She's, 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 she's 12 in like a couple of months. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I, I so, suppose that's so, understandable. Yeah, I, 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 I've got that excuse for, for lax parenthood. I mean, that, that's the thing. At the moment, like Lottie was just like, while you were restarting your computer, I could hear her going, Daddy, where are you? Come downstairs. So, you know, it's like she's in that kind of mode at the moment. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. And it seems like Odeon actually doing this seems like maybe they are a little bit worried and they'd like to do something. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm amazed View don't. I mean, the thing well, is, once, if Cineworld once, and Odeon are doing it, how the fuck aren't View doing it? Well, Cineworld and Odeon are doing it. Before when it was just one of the, the, the big four kind of chains, fair enough. Now it's two. View and showcase are gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to do it. Otherwise, I mean, I went to a screen of Ten Cloverfield Lane today, and it was, it was, there was a few people in there, but the cinema car park was practically empty. Mm. Now, yeah, 
it was a nice looking Sunday outside, but fucking still. Yeah. You know, they're going to have to do something about it. Whether or not they will, cinema chains are often uh, very, very, very slow on doing anything they don't have to fucking do. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. But I, I don't know. I'm going to be at Batman versus Superman Friday morning. I'm going to go to the earliest showing I can on Friday morning. Yes, yeah, currently, currently quarter past nine on Friday morning is the earliest I can get to. But they haven't released all the times for like next, from next Friday on for all the cinemas around me yet. And yeah, I'm it's, fucking it's, pumped to see it on a big screen. It's Good Friday, isn't it? So yeah. wear off work, you see. Uh, and. Um, Becky's cousin's having Isabel for the day and the night of the Friday, so we're going to go see Batman vs Superman, and then we've got the rest of the fucking day to, to do whatever, which, knowing Becky at the moment, will be take the dog for a walk and go for a fucking run. <laughs> nice. Yes, uh, so, Ian, trailers, what have you seen this week? Uh, fucking um, quite quite a lot, man. Yeah, um, quite a few. Yeah, so, um, Miss... Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which looks like some. Uh, I'm not going to take credit for this. Someone said it looks like Tim Burton's Avengers, which <laughs> is pretty appropriate, actually. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, uh, sausage Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. What do you think? Um. If it's less than ninety-two minutes, I'm up for it. If it's a second, if it's a, if it's a second more than ninety-two minutes, I'm worried. Um, looks all right, is what I'll say so far. Literally, it. Ju- I mean, I'm not a barometer for comedy. We've we've established this, <laughs> and I really like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg stuff. Me too. May- maybe it's just the trailer, but I. Yeah, I just I don't find the idea of it's a cartoon for adults to be like just with swearing and to be particularly funny and the jokes that do hit in the trailer I think they play for way too long the whole like they're eating children thing mm. goes on for way too long even in the trailer yeah uh, so I I don't know I I, I like I it just. I have faith in those two. I really like the interview. And there's not a lot of people who say they really like the interview. I really like the interview. <laughs> so, you know, I, I you know, I, I think this is the end is fantastic. Mm. So I'm two for two with them as writing and directing duo, and I believe they directed this as well. So, you know, I, I've got to, you know, it, it just, maybe the trailer's just really broad, but... Uh, I think it could be the trailer could be really broad, to be honest. Like you say, I've got faith in them. I'm, 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 I'm not massively excited for it, but I wasn't massively excited for it beforehand. But I'm, I'm, I'm still very intrigued to watch it. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. So am I. I, I like, I don't know. This just slightly let the air out of the balloon for me. But hey, um, Central Intelligence. Uh, yes, please. I'll yes. Watch that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, Fun. I'm, that just looks like the most easy watching thing you'll ever see. Yeah, I, 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 I did one thing. What was that? I worked out six hours a day for the past twenty years, every day, <laughs> which is brilliant. Mm. Yeah, bang on. That's good. like, I, yeah, yes, please. Yeah. Um, now you see me too. The sequel, no one asked for, but I will happily, <laughs> happily watch. watch. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't entire, believe now you see me he's getting a fucking sequel, but okay. This long afterwards, I have the entire trailer going, was Dave Franco in the first one? I cannot remember. Yeah, even enjoyed though it. They, they, they've switched out Isla Fisher. I don't yeah. know if Lizzie Kaplan's playing the same character. I'm assuming she must be. No, I don't think she is. Really? I don't think okay. she is. That's interesting. Yeah. But I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I just, what the fuck? Like, why? Why is now UCD getting a sequel? I, it, like, I, it looks, it looks like, have you seen this trailer? Yes. It looks like it looks like it's going to go into a natural. Which, which I, 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 I don't know. It's just a any, like, real-world explanation for some of the shit that actually happens in this trailer? Well, exactly. That, that's my thing, is it does seem like the entire thing is going to be one big magic show, which kind of makes me go, there's no plot to this movie. It's it's essentially a chase magic show. All right, fair enough. I'm up for that. A, a chase magic show. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah there you go now you see me too in Central Intelligence I pray I pray they're out the same weekend I can just double bill it and just lie back and go this is so fucking bad but I, I love it yeah. just lay it on me just do it do <laughs> yeah. it to me well I have to record the show within 12 hours of watching them because you're going to forget what happened yeah. in both of them absolutely <laughs> absolutely um, okay Green Room um, which I, I like it, I don't know it just I just want to see that film. Yes, me too. Yeah, it's yeah. getting a lot of very good word from a lot of very a lot of people who I trust. <laughs> yeah, like I, yes, please. Um, so I, I just I don't need to see any more of that. Um, Legend of Tarzan. I watched this trailer last night and I can't remember what happened in it. It was fucking awful. I really, 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 really want it to be good. Like I, but the fact that the fact that Christoph Waltz actually says in it like he's tarzan you're jane yeah i it just like what are you self-referencing the tarzan and jane what 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 is going on it it's bizarre because it's the david yates film that no one gives a fuck about this year yeah because he's got this and fantastic beasts in the same year so i mean god knows how he's doing post-production on both of them but i'm assuming tarzan is like fucking whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's gonna tank whatever so fuck yeah it. I, I yeah i don't know i i want to like it i like you like samuel l jackson he's got a good hat on i'll watch christoph waltz yeah i'll watch margot roby and alexander skarsgård have some chemistry why the fuck not i yeah. will watch it but it seems like it's going to be the most like three out of five film ever made do you know what it's this year's pan yeah, but Pan was mental. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be a bit mental, but it does look like the film where nobody asks for it, nobody wants to see it, nobody will see it, but it might be perfectly okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What, what nobody's asked for, I don't think anybody <laughs> will see, and what's probably not going to be perfectly okay. Go on. Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. <laughs> the weird thing is... Jordan mentioned something about it, Ben-Hur, on our WhatsApp chat. Um, and I was looking at something and I went, animate, they're fucking remaking Ben-Hur. And then literally, later on that day, a fucking trailer dropped for it. <laughs> so it, I, I didn't have a clue they were even remaking it. And then a trailer dropped. You know who's directing it? Timer back then's off. Like, yeah. 
which means there will be an eight-minute shot, right, of, of, of a chariot wheel in the air in slow motion as a chariot flips over it. Yeah, I, I just... I, the, the, the fucking image that's been doing the rounds, I'm looking at it now, of Morgan Freeman, like, doing the dreads. And, like, I, I'd like with the dreads. I just saw somebody, like, tweet it with, like, no woman, no cry. <laughs> and I can't, like, I just can't get it out of my... Like, I, I just... Why? I mean, the poster! The poster! The look on his face! Mm. The look on his face! It, it, the thing is, it's Jack Houston, an actor who you saw want because he seemed when you see him in interviews, he seems like a ridiculously nice guy. He was very good in, I think he was in Boardwalk Empire for, for, for a season. Sure. He was very good in that, but he's got no charisma at all on screen. When you see him on screen, he's quite charismatic, but it's just like, how can you come from the Houston family and have that little on-screen charisma? It yeah. is insane. I, I just, I. Uh... The tagline, first to finish, last to die. Yeah. Also, uh, as well, it's it's Toby Campbell never going to not play a bad guy from now on. As soon as he turned up, he was like, oh, you're a bad guy. He's the bad guy. (laughs) Straight away. Yeah, I I, 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 I don't know. Like, just why? Like, did Paramount actually just want to lose a couple hundred million (laughs) dollars or something? I, 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 I... do you know what? It could have been a fucking runaway hit. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't feel it. I mean, like it's coming out in August. It's a couple of weeks after Suicide Squad. It's, it's just a weird uh, film. It's a weird film remake. It's a weird cast. It's a really weird director to choose. Yeah. When I, when I, when I actually responded to John about, it, I said, "Fuck! I really hope McGee or." Um, Brett Ratner's fucking directing it. And then when I saw it with Time Out Batman song, I thought, nope, that's better. That's better. I mean, was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter his last director credit? Yes, I think it was. Bloody hell. I mean, like, I... I, I you like will, that. I, I, you know, Abraham fucking Lincoln and someone throwing a horse at someone. Well, I like... That would do watch... nicely for me. I like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I had a really... I had a really good afternoon watching that with Andrew Jones. Oh, I remember you saying, yeah. Yeah, yep. I went to London and I was a bit pissed and we had a fucking riot. It was the second time he'd seen it. I think it came out that day. <laughs> and like, I think he went to a, a presser or something. But I, I like team up at Mambatov. I like the dude, but what the I fuck do. is he doing doing Ben-Hur? It's a weird one, that one. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's Ben-Hur. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, 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 <laughs> it doesn't like, make sense, does it? I, I, what? What fucking studio head in their right mind said oh, yeah, the guy who last made a Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is spot on for a remake of Ben Hur? Ben Hur. I, I just, I, I mean, like God, you get, you get a feeling somewhere there is a, on, a, on a notepad there is a list of names yeah, that are all crossed out, out. <laughs> and at the bottom it just, it just says like number eleven, somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just. And then Simon Beckman sort of kind of wandered in. They went. So who are you again? Oh, I directed Wanted and an Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. What are you doing next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just. I, I mean, if it's if it's good, then awesome. You know, but I, I hope just, it gets good reviews. 
<laughs> just I fucking, sure. Do you know what? Actually, <laughs> the poster <laughs> is just continuing to blow my mind. The look on his face, <laughs> like, is that is that anger or is it like? Is he scared or is he really, really fucking jacked to the tits to be riding he, a horse? I think he's jacked to the tits. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Right, and um, X-Men Apocalypse. Um, I the, the poster for X-Men Apocalypse, Michael Fassbender looks like he should be on the front cover of like a Backstreet Boys album. The, the pose he's striking and the look on his face. Yeah. Look, I... I, I yeah I don't know man I mean I'm I, I I don't know I'm really really fucking worried about this because it looks shit there's no really, there's no way to get around it it looks like shit it looks I think we've said before but it looks like a combination of contractual obligation and please 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 let the new characters actually resonate with people so we can just keep on doing this please 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 yeah. It, it, it looks like a collection of fucking offcuts from Singer's first two movies uh, that he's touched up a little bit. Uh, it, it looks, it looks awful. The just, giant, the giant Oscar Isaacs grabbing, what's his name? And McAvoy. Fucking, no, it's not McAvoy. Oh, it's it Evan Peters. Oh, wow, really? Is, yeah. oh right, really? Okay. I can't remember his playing uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Grabbing him. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and throwing him it's just a little bit like ooh why um, is he that big this is, this is bad this right. is so bad Deadpool has done 730 million dollars worldwide yeah right which is a, insane it, uh, that blows my that blows my fucking mind god fuck's sake the production budget was 58 million but that could Deadpool uh, uh, do uh, also, more than well, X-Men Apocalypse. I, mean, I can't believe I'm yeah, actually saying do. that. It probably will do. What is more insane is apparently Reynolds has um, 10 points on um, anything it and made. Fucking deserves it. Good on him. Yeah. I, 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 but uh, from, from a rumour that I read on something was that he's taking hardly any of it and the rest he's fucking just giving it to Jerry. There you go. Well, shit. Ryan Reynolds. I mean... X-Men Days of Future Past, worldwide, $747 million. Yeah, there's going to be a tiny bit of inflation there, but it's only a couple of years, so it's negligible. Yeah. Um, Deadpool is going to outgross Days of Future Past. If the X-Men film that actually had Hugh Jackman in it, as well as all the other people, does $747 million, Apocalypse does not beat Deadpool. What the fuck? Yeah. And that I think it'll do all right, but the the the, the, the early reviews for that are going to be really fucking good because it looks like crap. Yeah, I just the Oscar Isaac. I, I it's an interesting idea of the first mutant and whatnot, and and, and like getting his like four horsemen, and I, I you know it's just. There's so much bad word coming out of that film, though. Did you see the the, the interview that uh, Olivia Munn did with something where she claimed about having, you know, that she wanted to really get behind the character and do all her own stunts and all that lot? Mm. And then her, she then claimed that she did all of her own stunts, and then her stunt double went, "Hang on a minute," and put on her Facebook a picture of her stood next to Olivia Munn saying, "All your own stunts, stunt double." Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, I. 
It's going to be interesting. They got um, a kid who used to be in EastEnders. I've got a feeling he, he played a Beale, um, who's now <laughs> playing like Archangel, which is interesting. Yeah. Did you um, see the, just uh, slightly off topic from this, did you see the weird John Boyega Empire thing? I've got to say, I 100% believe Emma Thrower, who is a, a relatively recent writer to Empire, like very, like publicly was coming out and saying, this was not fucking prearranged. Genuinely, this like he like we tweeted him, and you know maybe after that, I, I, I'm assuming this is me speaking. Maybe after that, some conversations were had, but it was a genuinely random thing, and I I believe her. Um, yeah. I like I've been like Twitter friends with her for a few years now, and she, I would believe every single word that comes out of that girl's mouth. Yeah. Like, for, so. anyone who doesn't, for anyone who doesn't know, what happened was, was John Boyega of Star Wars Now Fame tweeted uh, um, on the morning of his birthday saying that it was his birthday and he had nothing to do in, in London, uh, so any suggestions, and, and he'd do them. And Empire Magazine tweeted him and said, come to our offices, uh, we'll provide cake. John Boyega turned up at Empire's offices and they had cake. It's just a, it's a, it's a ridiculous thing, but it just shows the fact that this guy actually could be quite fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. And that's yeah. nice. I, 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 sorry, I thought you were referencing something else. Like a lot of people, like basically, like added Empire saying this is absolute bullshit. Like, yeah. do you think we're stupid and stuff like that? And it's just like because somebody was saying like, oh, you just happened to have cake and wrapping paper, and then Emma just tweeted them back going, we bought, we bought a cake <laughs> from M and S, and our graphic design guys just whipped up some paper. It's not fucking difficult, you know. Like, well. Jesus fucking Christ. If I wanted to get a Batman versus Superman cake right now, I could. If I wanted yeah. to get a Star Wars cake right now, I could. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. Also, I, as, as well, social media thing. I got a, There was a great picture arrived. Sylvester Stallone tweeted a pic of himself on, on his Instagram and Twitter and everything with Bruce Springsteen. And it was literally for me like, that's my two heroes right there. That's yeah, my two yeah, heroes yeah. stood next to each other right there. Uh, which was fantastic. Yeah, Stallone's fucking social media game is fucking top he just he just does little videos of himself just walking around chatting shit it's brilliant um was that it for trailers for yourself i've got one one more for all that uh yeah i think so anyway go on uh the shallows um have you seen the trailer oh i haven't is this blake lively versus a shark blake lively versus a shark yeah okay Blake Lively on a tiny little rock right on a tiny little rock wearing nothing but a um, like divers, not suit thing, but like a wet suit top uh, and a pair of shorts on a rock against a shark. Sold. Yeah, I'll Absolutely watch that. Absolutely sold on that. I'd, I'd, I'd like it to be 80 minutes, but I'll watch that. I have a feeling it probably will be. Mm. I, I couldn't seem to try to stretch that to 100 what is it minutes, but I will have... Fuck it, if it's two hours long, I will fucking happily watch Blake Live on a rock wearing not a lot for, for two hours. Wonderful. Glorious. Yep, the only person who's more excited for that movie is Becky. Sorry, the only person who's more excited for that movie than me at the moment, I think, is Becky. Nice, very yeah. nice. Uh, right, so forty minutes in. Forty minutes in. Feature review at Ten Cloverfield Lane, a spiritual sequel of some sort, set in the same universe as um, Cloverfield. Um, 
Written by Josh Campbell, Matt Strucken, uh, and Damien Chazelle, which a lot of people seem to be confused by. Um, he wrote course, Grand Piano. He wrote Grand Piano, which it is a fantastic be movie. Than Cloverfield Line. It might be. It might be. Um, uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, uh, starring um, John Gallagher Jr., Meredith Winstead, and John Goodman. We are all spoilers all of the time. So. If you haven't seen Zangler Lane, don't wait until we spoil it because we're going to spoil it within the next few seconds. Um, yes, so Melis Winslet appears to be driving away from a situation in her life that appears to be a situation with her boyfriend um, when Boys she by is Bradley Cooper, incidentally. Is it? Yeah. I knew, I knew I recognised the voice, but I had no idea who it was. Um, She's then run off the road. She wakes up on a mattress tied to a um, a water pipe via her knee. Uh, turns out John Goodman has, t- has tied her to it. Uh, and the reason is there's something gone on outside and they are in a safety bunker. She's there with him and a guy called Emmett, played by John Gallagher Jr. But she doesn't quite know if John Goodman is telling the truth or not. Ian. My Canadian cousin um, just commented on my link to last week's show, which is kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> like, I I can't imagine she would she would like the stuff we talk about just because you know we're quite an acquired taste. <laughs> but now yes, she yeah. wants to watch The Witch, so I think I won. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh God, sorry, that just blew my mind a bit. Like, uh, hello, Laurie, if you're uh, watching or listening to this. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, okay, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, yeah, the thing is, I don't think there's much to it beyond the what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, all oh, that happened. And I think it's a pretty serviceable one watch, but I don't really know why anyone would particularly go back to it. I like Elizabeth Winst- uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's arc. Um, she arced them. Yeah, apparently. Well, she stops running from things. Okay, fair, fair enough then. John Goodman, I like him. I don't like how his character goes. And John Gallagher Jr. may as well have not have been there. Um <laughs> I have problems with 10 Cloverfield Lane, um, but I think that as a genre piece, it gets the basics right and it, in moments, does very, very, very well. I want to say one thing before I forget. I genuinely thought in the first 15 minutes the score was never going to shut up. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> Mark. Um, it's a weird film, I think, 10 Cloverfield Lane, because it does literally exactly what it says on the tin, um, in terms of if you've seen the trailer, you can pretty much guess what's going to happen in the film. Um, it, it takes an awfully long time to get going, really. You, you're watching it going, okay, but get to, get, get to where we are, and establish where we are, and then we can start getting to where we're going. Because you're taking an awfully long time to establish, essentially, you're in a bunker. Yeah. You're taking too long to go there. Because you're looking at going, well, it, 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 is she 
is she actually captive in that room? Well, no, I know she's not captive in that room because I've seen trailers and posters where she's not captive in that room. So can you stop fucking pretending she is for the fucking ten minutes? Which I think is where the film... Usually when you have a film that is... I, I, it's too long, that film. It is too long, I think, for, for, for the type of film it is, for the, the kind of claustrophobic movie it is. Yeah. It's like 103 minutes. Yeah. It should be no more than 94 minutes. Uh, so I know it seems like picking at, at nine minutes, but honestly, you just sit for nine minutes and do nothing. You can't look at your phone. You can't do anything. You've just got to sit for nine minutes. Nine minutes is actually quite a long time. Now, usually it's the middle section. You can throw you can throw sort of time out. You can go well there. That's where you need to take a little bit of a time out. You know the end sections are usually all right, and the beginning establishing bits are usually okay. I think where Cloverfield Ten Cloverfield Lane for me struggled a little bit was it, it, it took too long to establish itself, and then where it, it became it, it kind of got itself back was the fact that you watched it going well. Mary's Winston is playing essentially very much kind of like a. a, a the closer I can get to it, and, and is kind of like that girl next door kind of thing, which she's brilliant at doing because she's very relatable um, for people. Uh, and then you've got John Goodman's fantastic. John Goodman's always fantastic, and he has this wonderful thing within. He can flip between being affable and nice, and you know he's off to go and make dinner, to being fucking terrifying in a facial expression. Uh, and then obviously you've got John Elgar Jr. who's there essentially for kind of current relief. I would just like to say the John Goodman thing, yeah. I think he plays the part perfectly well, but our thinking on should he be creepy here or should he be nice is entirely driven by the narrative. You've got that one scene where he's talking about freezing the thing and how... Um, it, like he he uh, he learned that when he was out at sea and he used to freeze mm. like his commanding officer's door lock and stuff and that comes uh, pretty much immediately after Winstead like sees the person outside and yeah. like so it's like okay so now we're supposed to like him so he can have the bit where he's likable yeah you know where it, it was where it, it was quite kind of stepped like that you know, yeah he's, yeah i mean it, it's very Jekyll and Hyde like that backward but, and forward but i mean it's not it's not Goodman's performance that does that. It's entirely the writing where it's like, okay, he's untrustworthy. I, 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 the, the Film Junk podcast like perfectly sums up my feelings on it. Jay, Jay on that, 100%. But he said on there, and I am stealing this from him, it's like, he's untrustworthy, and then he's, tr- and he's trustworthy, and he's untrustworthy again. And... Where, like basically how he, he his character is written entirely depends on whether he's supposed to be trustworthy or untrustworthy in that point there's oh, no yeah. like the only like questioning is based purely on narrative it's not in the writing it's the narrative around it it's when they discover the earring and the fact that it's not his daughter which by by the way yes what the fuck how, how does he how does he do that i mean how does he think that's going to work like like in the two years they're supposed to be down there winstead and gallagher are never going to have the conversation and see like well that's his daughter no it's not how well, does goodman's character ever think that would actually work because the the, the, the only I, I, I agree with you no but, no no please but, that was advocated go on I, I, but what i will say is the, he he sees himself as he is the one who's in charge of that situation. 
the book that the photo is in is in his room, which they're banned from going in. So that is the only thing. I'm not saying it's a logical explanation, uh, but yeah, that, okay, that is how I would see it from him. The other bit, though, that you raise a very good point there is that's a thread that's left very much fucking hanging. Y- yes. Of yeah, the but... daughter and Brittany. What happened to Brittany? Did he kill her? Why was she there? And do, does his daughter exist? Did his daughter ever exist? Does did, he have a daughter? Did he kill did, his daughter? Did he kill like... his daughter? Did they really move away? Was he ever in the Navy? Or is he just a fucking nut job? There's all of these things where there's there's, there's so many threads left hanging. As soon as he shoots John Gallagher Jr., it is just like, right, all character development now stops, and now it's just plot, 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 for like the last 25 minutes or so. His character has nothing after that. From from that shot to to, to, to the end, it's nothing. He might as well have been played by a a bag of potatoes with a John Goodman face stuck on it, Mm. because there's nothing for it to do after that moment other than kind of be a little bit right in the end yeah i mean this that's and that's what i found interesting but they don't really ever acknowledge it like yeah to be fair he had a theory and he was right yeah yeah but it is yeah that that's that's it and then when she gets out it's kind of like oh hang on a minute he was right but he was nuts as well. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit of have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, he can't. He can't just be a nutty conspiracy theorist. And she gets out because he's just taking things too far. No, he's got to be a serial killer or whatever. And what's the point? What is the point of it? There is no narrative comeuppance for it. There's no. like once he shoots uh, John Gallagher Jr., it's her against him. There's not really any speechifying or anything like that. There's no real justific- like justification. It's like, right, he's a psycho, fine. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, it's just it's disappointing because Goodman is decent in it. And I, I think Winstead's good in it as well. Um, the performances are all great, to be honest. I think, I think that's, that's what... I think that's what keeps the film interesting is the, is, is the performances. That, uh, in terms of the story, I think it meanders a lot. Um... It, you're, you're interested because because there is the mystery element of, of what is out there. You kind of have an idea that he's not he's not entirely bullshitting and that, it, that there is something out there because you see the the woman and you kind of already with the fact that it's it's referencing Cloverfield, you know that he's just not just a nut job. Because I, I, the thing narratively, is, it doesn't work if I, he's just a nut job. As soon as the, 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 as soon as they saw the woman, I was just thinking like, right, okay. Goodman's character is right and that's interesting that is interesting that he's right but he's doing things in the wrong way exactly yeah and then they they do nothing with that yeah it 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 does seem to be a film where it everything I don't know everything happens that happens where it bursts this happened and then we stop and they sit and they chat and then this happens and then they stop and they sit and then this happened and it's very much like that and it is a little bit there's, there should be more I felt there should be more to it really there should be more for them to do yeah I mean I don't know I mean, even even the even the you know when he's, when she's making the fucking suit and the the what's it um, she could quite easily have said when he's saying what are these why have you got these and he's holding out the scissors and the the um, knife why not just say, oh, 
I was making, I was using a survival book and I was making a gas mask. Why? In case there's a gas leak. Yeah, I it's just like, well, we're going to be going at some point. So Why I not thought, have a suit? So I, I thought I'd make one. Uh, you know, his character would probably go, oh, that's a good idea, actually, that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. He would have probably done that. <laughs> yeah, I d- yeah, no, totally. I don't know. It just, it. I see, like, why Why does he have to go down that road? And, you know, John Gallagher Jr., they shoot him, oh, great. And then, and then hey, aliens at the end. It, it, like, I, I just, and then, the, I don't know, that last 15 minutes or so. I mean, I liked when she stood on the car and she saw the ship and she was like, you got to be, like, fucking kidding me or whatever it was she said. Yeah. You know, that, that was good. But then it's just her versus alien and i've got to i mean i've got to wonder how far along the process this became a cloverfield sequel um yeah yeah apparently it was a film originally called the cellar and then they kind of like they did this but so it's like which it wasn't originally going to be all all set down there and it was all going to be um done off security cameras that's that's the question. That's the question. I mean, like maybe like originally, was she just going to get out and that was going to be it? Or so are you thinking it was a bit dire for where they had a different script and they went, wait a minute? Yeah, well, I mean, apparently it was a completely different film, and then they just slapped Cloverfield in there. That's that's the rumor. I mean, the the connections with Cloverfield are few and far between. I mean, obviously you got that shot towards the end with the. The address, like the um, the postbox sign, which, 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 Cloverfield, which, which could you have been, knew was going to happen, and 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 also could have easily been, been just additional shooting. Like oh, Mary yeah. Elizabeth Winstead isn't in the same shot or anything; she just drives drives off, and it cuts to that. Um, the, the monster as well has some design similarities, like the kind of the bulging breathing thing. Sack. Sa- yeah, the sack. Yeah. The, the Cloverfield monster has that as well. So it yeah. does, like, yeah, all right, fair enough then. But it would have been interesting to see what exactly it it was before. It's quite amusing the fact that they st- stole the way that they kill it from uh, the um, the um, David Duchovny uh, movie Evolution. Evolution, yeah, except it's not head and shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it's not head and shoulders. It's, 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 it's a bottle of uh, Glen Moranji, I believe, or Glen Gooley, I think, actually. Um so yeah, it, that, that was quite amusing. But it did. The thing is, I, I know I'm pretty sure Abrams has mentioned previously that he'd like Cloverfield to become like a a series of films that are all set around the same universe, but don't actually cross over each other to an extent. The, the thing is, this, this this very almost, much sets up a sequel. Yeah, it does, and this and then, this feels like Cloverfield could have been the initial attack. Like they send yeah. one down to see how much shit it can do. And then this is the, the second, like almost like a scout or something. And then this is the, the next go at it or something like that. Apart from the fact they never actually reference. Like, it, it, could, it, could have, it could have been happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Exactly. Could have been happening there. And then, you know, that's fine. But the interesting thing is it sets up a sequel. It does set up a sequel at the end of this as well. But it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute. If you go and you do a direct sequel to this, you're essentially you're calling you're calling this film this film, Clothing Go Learn, 
bullshit because you're setting it in the same Cloverfield universe, but it's not a direct sequel. Therefore, you can't then go and make a direct sequel of that. You've got to do something else that kind of that, that, that fits into the whole ethos of what you're fucking peddling. I mean, Otherwise, this is just a fucking movie they've tacked Cloverfield onto to to get an extra fucking ten million in box office. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, to be fair. You know, the sequel does set up the further adventures of her, but at the same time, her character development of it, of the she runs away, now she doesn't run away, is pretty much done. Mm. Like, I don't know what else you would you would do. I mean, I was kind of hoping it would be more like Halloween 3 season of The Witch, where literally, apart from some, like, meta, like, that there's actually a showing of Halloween going on in, in the film, there's no real referencing. I would have rather it been it been like that, like literally an anthology that has nothing to do with it. But now, yeah. because it's aliens, you've got people like us saying, well, is it connected to Cloverfield? This feels like it's machine tooled to generate online chatter. Oh, absolutely. And Abraham's is good at that. Like, re- but really cynical in that way, where like, mm. you know, it's a film where, you know, don't don't tell people what the ending is. Don't tell people what the ending is. And then when the ending happens, it's like aliens. People are like, what the fuck? You know, it, 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 I don't know. The thing is, it is with it, this has been heavily marketed. It's been on the side of bus stops, uh, on the side of buses and all that fucking shit. If this movie is called the, this, the what did you say, The Shelter? Something? The Cellar. The Cellar. The cellar. Yeah. If this movie was called The Cellar, it had Mary Liz Winston and John Goodman in it. Well, no, Cloverfield Lane. That's why it has. Still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so that's why I, that's why I think it has. I, I think it, it, it's clever marketing. But the film overall works. I didn't have a negative experience. I, I, I enjoyed it, watching it, but I think it was very much for the performances rather than the actual the narrative or the story oh, or anything like go. that. I, I Felt that got in the way a little bit. Here we go, here we go. 10 Cloverfield Lane originated from an ultra-low-budget spec script titled The Cellar. Uh, It was included in the hit list of 2012, an annually produced list of spec scripts written within the year that had impressed the voting members of the tracking board, whatever that is. In 2012, Paramount Pictures bought the script and commenced further development under Bad Robot Productions. Uh, When Bad Robot became involved, the film was assigned the codename Valencia to keep exact details of the production a secret. Damien Chazelle was brought in to rewrite the draft and direct the movie, but he dropped out from directing when Whiplash received funding. Uh, on April 3rd, 2014, it was reported production for Valencia was greenlit to be, begin in the fall of 2014. <coughs> Excuse me. Under the direction of Dran Trachtenberg. Um, so, oh, here we go. During production, the filmmakers noticed core similarities to Cloverfield and decided to make the movie what Abrams calls a blood relative or spiritual successor of that film. Uh, quote, the spirit of it, the genre of it, the heart of it, the fear factor, the comedy factor, the weirdness factor. There were so many elements that felt like the DNA of this story were of the same place that Cloverfield were born out of. Those characters and that monster are not in this movie, but there are other characters and other monsters. This movie is very purposefully not called Cloverfield 2 because it's not Cloverfield 2. So if you're approaching it as a literal sequel, you'll be surprised to see what this movie is. But while it's not what you might expect from a movie that has the name Cloverfield in it, I think you'll understand the connection when you see the whole thing. 
Um, oh, Trachtenberg has stated that 10 Cloverfield Lane does not take place in the same fictional universe as Cloverfield. Winstead and Gallagher mentioned that during production they were aware that the movie had thematic similarities to Cloverfield but did not learn that there would be an official connection until they were informed of the chosen title only a few days before the release of the trailer. Abrams came up with the title after finishing Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, See, that's leaving a bad taste in my mouth a little bit. It just, it does seem very much like, that just seems very much like they've done that just to, just as the worst type of fucking marketing gimmick. So basically, it had fucking nothing to do with Cloverfield whatsoever. It doesn't have anything to do with Cloverfield whatsoever, but we've still called it Cloverfield because it's a little bit similar and it's the same production company. Mm. So, um, Star Wars 9. Um, Star Wars 58 Cloverfield Planet. Yeah, that, that, that's a little bit cynical, I think was the word you used a minute ago. Uh, and you, you're spot on fucking right. You know, yeah. I, I enjoyed the fact that it could have been set in the same universe. When the fucking director uh, comes out and says, mm, yeah, it's now, it makes me go, so you, you, the film that was written and that you directed couldn't stand up on its own, so you had to tack on Cloverfield. Yeah. Where are faith in what you're making, guys? Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I'm I'm really pissed off about that actually. It's, it, 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 it's do you know what? It it was, it was getting, you know, it was it was on the sort of a, a three and a half, sort of seven out of ten for me. It's lost a little bit because of that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still three and a half. Like I, I had a perfectly decent time watching it, and you know, when the the tense stuff is going on, it's you know, it's it's pretty on. It's just, it's a total one watch. And I've seen some people go really, really nuts for it. And... Why? Yeah. I don't see what there is there. I, I enjoyed it. I, I really did enjoy it. And I'll watch it again, probably. And I'll probably enjoy it when I watch it again. But there's nothing there that will that, that I think that could make you go, oh my God. And there's nothing there that, that makes you go that. There's a couple of, oh, moments. And that's about it. And like I said, the performances are very are very good. So, yeah. The thing is, that's yeah. the thing. There's fuck all to talk about other than the spoiler stuff. There's no yeah. real narrative, like, meat to the bones. It's, it's <laughs> all what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next. It is, yeah. It is. It's a movie. It's a movie you're watching, waiting for what's about to happen, constantly. And then, then that none of those things happen, and you're still waiting for the next thing to happen, and then it ends, and you go, eh, "All right." It, 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 it's it's definitely not shit, is what I'll say. I mean, it just, I just, I, you know, obviously I'm not a fucking screenwriter or something, but how much better w- would it have been if John Goodman was right? She. I, I like, like maybe like perfect, perfectly, understandably, like kills him or something because he like wants to keep her down there and she's like like resolutely and she's just no 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 and maybe he does something but not it turns out he's a serial killer who kills girls yeah and, you know and and then it it turns out he's fucking right that's a nasty twist in the tale that it feels like if this film were made in like the eighties or something. 
they would have gone with that. They they would have gone with, you know what? The bad, scary man was absolutely right. You're an idiot for going out there. Fuck you, get eaten by an alien. Yeah, it would have been better. It would, I mean, it would have been more satisfying. It would have been. Would have. I, I mean, as, as much as I liked Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I, I do think was very good in this, you know, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, no, it's definitely not shit. I, I mean, I, I, it, it is definitely not shit. It, and I, even though I think we've been complaining about it for the vast majority <laughs> of it, but it, it's just, it should have been better. Yeah, absolutely, it should have been. Or it should have been as good as it was trying to tell you it was. I, yeah, no, that's a better way of, of, of phrasing it. The pedigree behind it, and the fact that they'd, they'd actually kind of retconned this. It kind of feels yeah. like maybe the basis should have been better in Absolutely. the first place. And I, also another thing that um, Jay on Film Chunk said, which I 100% agree with, when John Goodman gets like slips up in that acid, and then she like she's looking horrified, and then it cuts to him, and he just looks like a bit of his, the side of his face is melted. I was expecting a proper like, oh fucking hell, yeah. kind of image. It, it, you know? it's, like, it, it, it's really not. It's really no. not. No, it's not even that bad. What is this? A twelve A? It is. I thought it was a fifteen, so I yeah, told it to so watch I. it, and, and then it, when it came up with twelve A, I was like, oh shit, is what I really wanted to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I felt bad. It was a fleeting moment of bad, of feeling bad. It went quite quickly. Um, but yeah, there was that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely not shit from, from both of us. But yeah, it, you know, it it, it it tried to pretend it was better than it was. Oh, I like the, the credits, oh. by the way. Sorry. I really like the, the, oh, the credits. Yeah, like the, both the opening oh. ones, the way it's like it oh. does the car crash and it's just kind of like, they're like popping up. But then the end as well, they're like the kind of like the title font, like dr- like drifting down and stuff. That was awesome. Sorry, it was it was quite a nice visual kind of pizzazz. Um, Gordon, what have you been watching this week? Um, yeah, so I've only actually got a few other things. I, I've been um, wasting my time playing Tom Clancy's The Division, which um, I'm, I'm I'm not going to do anymore. I spent ten hours on that thing, then realised I'm literally doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I could have watched quite a lot of films in that time. So no, <laughs> no. Um, are, you, are you done with that motherfucking shit right now? Yeah, I am done with that motherfucking shit right now. Um, so um, yeah, I've only watched a few things. I watched Cloverfield. Ah, um, surprisingly enough, which um, I think really stands up. Um, it does, yeah. I will rewatch it on New Year's Eve. Actually, I watched it with with Isabel and Becky. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I think it's really, really, really solid. It look the production value is still great. Just mm. having found footage where the shots are so obviously choreographed, but they feel really natural. Mm. Um, but like they just they get it, like everything you know you need to know. All the visual information is there. And it doesn't feel too motion sicky or anything like that. It, it's it's really 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 well done. Um, and I, I think we're far enough away from it um, to that I, th- that I think the hipster annoyance has been lessened. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, like it. It feels like. But even like the music and stuff, it doesn't really feel particularly hipstery anymore. It just kind of feels like 
mid to late noughties. Like you've got a bit it of Gorillaz like in t- there and a bit of Kings of Leon. And... Yeah, it feels like more of a timepiece rather than look how cool we are. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I, I, I think it's it, it's aged pretty well. Um, and it's really intense as well. Like the last 10, 15 minutes, are, I, I, I forgot how full bore they are. Um, you know, Every, really everything from when um, they're, they're in the subway is really tense and like the way that Marlena just I, I like the way that characters just kind of like go like mm. the, the, the boyfriend who gets like hit by the thing on the bridge and like Marlena the fact that it's like guys I'm not feeling very well bite 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 and then like 10 seconds later she's dead Yeah, you know and like the, the way that you know you still, you still get the acknowledgement of that like HUD kind of breaks down at one point but then it's still we still got some shit to do. I like, I like that they don't over egg that stuff, but they still acknowledge it. It's not like they're all military people and they just crack on. Mm. Um, I will say that the, the, the military guy who's like, yeah, it's really bad out there. They don't know what it is. Exposition, exposition, exposition. <laughs> You're looking for a way out. Yeah, there's a way out over there. I'm not, I'm not going to go out there. I don't really know why you are, but I'm not going to stop you. You could easily stop them, bud. Yeah, you could have, you'd hold your gun at them and go, don't go. And do you go know there. what? Only one of those people probably made it out alive, thanks to you. So, well done. Yep. You know, so, but yeah, Cloverfield. It's on Netflix. It's like 77 minutes before credits, I believe. Like, that made me, that, that really um, brought back memories of being in the protection booth where I made up uh, a, one of our prints of Cloverfield uh, back in the day. And, like, just looking at the amount of real there was left and being like, that can't be credits already, can it? Because, like, I'd, I'd have to identify where the credits start so I could put the pulse on there to make the lights go up. Um, mm. Like, that's some back-in-the-day shit, man. We used to literally, you'd have to put a little piece of, like, metal tape on the side of the print. And then, the, the like, the, 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 the projector reader would, would note, like, would uh, pick up on that and then raise the lights and then you put another pulse at the end of it to actually shut the projector down. And uh-huh. like, so yeah, I'm trying to find the fuck, like the credits. I'm like, that cannot be the bloody credits. And I'm, I'm like, like reeling through it, being like, it, like there's got to be something in the credits at least. Go 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 go. There's got to be something. Go 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 go. And it gets like a minute towards the end. I'm like, oh fuck. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to like chop. Like reverse them around, then go back, go back. Then aren't I? Oh, for fuck's sake! Then going back, and it's like, wow, shit, that really was the credits. It was like half the reel <laughs> was credits, <laughs> and I was thinking, like, this is a really, really, really short film. It is. Yeah, I mean, oh god, because uh, sorry, tangent, but I remember when um, Paranormal Activity, when we got the Prince of that in, and I purposefully didn't put the lights up, pulse until the very, very end after the credits, even though nothing happens and all it is <laughs> is really like just credits flashing up on the screen with no music and just ominous noise in the background. And the amount of people who just fucking stood in and like sat in there at the end of the screen and they were like waiting for something at the end and it didn't come. And I just did the lights up projector off within a couple of seconds of each other. People. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It was great. Um, I actually, no, yeah, I actually got told to fucking, to change that back because people were complaining that, like, they were trying to leave and couldn't, like, see shit and, like, because the lights weren't off on. And one of the, one of the managers was like, right, 
whoever made that print up, can you just fix that, please? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, fine. But, like, for the opening weekend, it was just, like, hundreds of people trying to fucking fumble their way out of the bloody room in the dark. And, like, other people just sat there glued, like, no, there's something coming, there's something coming. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I just, it, I don't know. I was a bit of a troll. (laughs) <laughs> I, like, I gotta you know what? Say, I, that does, yeah. I, I would have appreciated that. Like, it's just like because the end of Paranormal Activity as well. There's like literally no music. It's just creepy, and yeah. I, just, I just let it run. No, it was good. It was good. Anyway, yeah, Cloverfield, great stuff. Um, Spy, you talked about it a few weeks back, if I remember correctly. Stay from the face-off machine. Oh yes, it's fantastic. Doesn't get any better. Well. I noticed in this one that Rose Byrne is fucking fantastic. Yes, she is. She is magnificent. As, uh, uh, she's very good at that, that kind of element of comedy of just sort of spewing what's it. Very venom. Just spewing venom and looking like she doesn't give a fuck. And, yeah. and I just, there's a line that she has about the, a, a, an abortion of a dress. <laughs> just the way she says it, where it's like, it's no, so nonchalant. It's, um, no, it's great. I mean, it is a bit long, um, mm. in all fairness. Um, I think Bobby Cannavale's bad guy was probably a bad, like, a, a, a bad guy too far. Um, Maybe, yeah. But I, he's, he's still he's still pretty good in it. And I, I don't know, Statham driving off in the lake. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to drive down the coast of Italy for a while and he just fucks off in the lake. And then, at like, the start of the credits, you just hear him go, I'm in a fucking lake! It's, it's, it's the bit before that that gets me where she goes where'd you get that suit and he goes I fucking made it made didn't I fucking made, yeah 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 <laughs> the thing is you don't know if any of these are just lies or whether or not it's actually true oh god the um, bit about I once successfully impersonated Barack Obama making a speech <laughs> to Congress and she's just like well that's just not true and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the, 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 I'm sat, the face-off machine bit in, in what is it? Is is one of my favourite bits from last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the you will you, you do have to put fifty cents in it. Well, I've got to provide my own fifty cents. Yes, because it doesn't fucking exist. I, I know there's a face-off machine. That it's just the the way that like he slams his fist down and he's pointing. He's like, I know there's a face-off machine. <laughs> and just it's glorious. Um, so yeah, yeah, spy cracking, and I've just got one, one more actually, which is good because we've, um, we've, we've, we've 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 gone along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we've done all right. Um, they live. Oh yeah, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime, um, which was a nice surprise. Um, it's really, really, really weird watching They Live and having the Studio Canal logo coming up at the start, and not the old mental one, the new quite kind of like classy studio canal logo yeah and then it's they live <laughs> um and I, i'd only ever seen they live once before um and it was it was a while back so I, yeah i was really intrigued to rewatch this and i don't i certainly don't think it's classic carpenter like it, it it's just not i don't think it'd even be in my top five for him but it is great fun um the thing about it is it's like 94 minutes long, but it feels like there's only really enough content for maybe half that. And the rest of it is just really, really long, drawn-out scenes 
so like the setup, like he doesn't even get the glasses until like half an hour in. Mm. And then when he gets the glasses, he's just wandering about for about 10 or 15 minutes. And it's, it is a little bit like, I, okay, we, we do kind of get the point here. Um, but then you've got the, the fight with Keith David, which I love. It, it, just the fact that all it is is over one of them wanting to put a pair of sunglasses on the other. And Keith well, David yeah. just really doesn't want to wear sunglasses. I yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's fantastic. I mean, the, the ending, it kind of slightly goes to nothing in a way. It's like the, um, the, the, the woman comes back into it and guess what? She's in league with the bad guys and then everybody dies basically you know and it, it all kind of feels like it's just in service for that bit at the end where the, the the woman's like riding the guy and then she looks down and he's like hey baby what's wrong or whatever it is before it cuts the credits and he's got the alien face it, it i don't know it's it's a, a, a kind of like a, a film that's only really got a couple of points that it really 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 hammers home but at the same time roddy piper is a blast keith david's really fun and it's got the carpenter kind of quirk that just makes it sing at times. Yeah, but for I, me, it's I, I less like a carpenter. It. Yeah, I like it. I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm exactly the same with Dale. It's it's not in my carpenter top five, but I I still enjoy it. But if I'm going to watch Carpenter, it ain't going to be that many. To be honest. No, I mean, I don't know. Assault from Precinct 13, Halloween, Escape from New York, The Thing, In the Mad even... Madness. Yeah, I'd, I'd even watch Escape from LA above it, to be honest. I need to rewatch Escape from LA. I like Escape from LA. I like Escape that, from that, LA. That, that's, that's not fucking saying much, like, but, you know. <laughs> no, no, I like Escape from LA. Um, yeah. yeah, no, totally. Cool. Yeah, it was like, oh, that's you, right? I've, I've, got, I've only got a couple, but uh, I, I do have a couple. Uh, rewatch Passenger 57. Um, always better on black. Always better on black, nice. yes. Uh, where's the. Does contain the line of uh, "I think I've just met my next ex-wife," um, which is a glorious line. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it doesn't hold up very well at all. It literally is a collection of, of, of almost like Wesley Snipes going, "Look what I can do," and then doing it, and then looking, going like literally just going, "Look, look what I just did." Mm, yes, um, yeah. Uh, also, as well in my mind, because I, I did see this, but I didn't see it. I saw it on read it on VHS like in the early nineties when it first came out. Um, I in my mind, it was basically the vast majority was on the plane, and it's not. There's like maybe twenty minutes on the plane. The rest of it is off. Is building up to being on the plane and then being off the plane. There's really not that much actually in the the plane itself. It's it's. It, it kind of threw me a little bit for that. Um, so, yeah, it was... I enjoyed rewatching it because it is 85 minutes long, but, yeah, I was a little bit like... I remember that being a lot more fun than it actually was. That's a shame. Uh, yeah, uh, rewatched The Negotiator, uh, the uh, F. Gary Gray movie um, from, I think, the late 90s, like 98. Um, have you seen this? Uh, I have, but I would not be able to tell you a fucking thing about it. Yeah, it's it's too long. It's it's two hours yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It is, isn't it? I remember that. Yeah. Um. So Samuel Jackson plays a um a hostage negotiator um, who ends up getting framed um 
for uh, sort of financial mismanagement and for, for fraud uh, and for murder um, of, of his partner. Uh, so when he's trying to find out what's going on by going to shout at JT Walsh, who's the head of uh, internal affairs, he ends up losing his shit and taking them hostage. Um, and then the only person he'll talk to is hostage negotiator played by Kevin Spacey, Mate, who kind of comes in I, and he's very I'm Kevin sorry Spacey. sorry to interrupt you mid but I'm literally going to piss myself. Sorry. Oh, I'll let you go. Sorry, I just a sudden wave of, I really need to go. <laughs> Sorry, dude, back in a sec. No. Oh, dear me. I've uh, been wondering why it's been getting so cold in this room. I've just realised the window's been open. <laughs> uh Yes, so sorry, mate, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it is way too long. Um, it, it's it does feel in excess of two hours long, but it's also really entertaining to be honest. Um, mostly made up by the fact that it's Samuel Jackson versus Kevin Spacey. You know, David Morse is in there, and uh, Paul Giamatti. Very early Paul Giamatti's in there as well. So it, it's good and it's fun. And it's entertaining. Um, we watched The Watchmen. I'm going to try and get all the Snyder movies done in the next kind of week or so uh, before Friday. Um, uh, Which cut? I didn't do the ultimate cut because um, it's five and a bit hours long. Uh, so I might watch Black Freighter and uh, The Red Hood at some point uh, in the next couple of days. But yeah, I, 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 I thought, you know what, a little bit shy of um, of, of three of three hours is enough for me. So uh, there's like three cuts, isn't there? Yeah, it's there's directors. directors. Well. So did you watch the directors? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Director's cut. I, I think um, that's the one to watch. Sorry. That is yeah. the one to watch. The, I wouldn't watch the, well, I didn't want to watch the ultimate cut because, like I say, it's an extra sort of half yeah. an hour that you yeah, yeah. don't really fucking need. Um, it's, it's still insane, I think, um, that, that Watchmen got made because it's such a, I mean, the, the, the graphic novel is, is one of my favourite books of all time. I think it's a fantastic piece of, of literature. Um, but it is insane, the fact that this movie, when it, when it goes as weird as it goes, um, it's, it's amazing it got made and how completely fucking nihilistic it is. Um, it, it's quite simply, you know, you've got Snyder used all the fucking sort of credit in the bank that he had for 300 with the studio to go look I want to do this and, and they let him um, It's there's some great performances in it Jeffrey Dean Morgan is fantastic as the comedian uh, Patrick Wilson's very good in it which is Patrick Wilson's already very good in, in things to be honest and Jackie O'Haley's great he kind of has this great emotional card to the movie it, it's a really it's a really strange movie I think Watchmen um, in terms of how it is it's it works, I think, if you want it to work. Whereas, if you want to, if you don't want it to work, you can quite easily pick holes in it. But I, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's, it, it's, it really is a, a very strange, strange, brilliant movie. Uh, and I watched The General's Daughter, uh, which I'd never actually seen. Um, and it's it, it by Simon West, who actually can't get on with as a director. Um, and it was the second film made after Con Air. Um, with it, it, it's a really it's got John Travolta in it, Madeline Stone, Timothy Hutton, James Woods um, in there as well. And it's John Travolta plays um, like a a warrant officer, so he's in um, he's like CID in the um, Navy, I think it is. 
uh, or the United States in the army, uh, and he's brought in to investigate uh, the murder of the general's daughter, who was also a captain of the um, some psychology department within the the army as well. And she's found on one of the training camps, um, essentially pinned down, completely naked, and it, it it looks like she's been raped and murdered. And he's got to investigate it, but there's all these other bits kind of stopping him from investigating and going on, and it it ends up unraveling all these conspiracies as it goes along. Um, it is very much that kind of 90s thriller, um, that, that 90s R-rated thriller that, that we got so many of around that kind of time. It very much falls into that element of um, of kind of like genre almost of itself, which I, I really do enjoy and I, I lap them up. Um, but it's a lot nastier uh, than I expected it to be. There's some really quite, ooh, that's a bit uh, I remember uh, it being a bit rough, yeah. Yeah, it's, there's quite a few sort of nasty bits in it. Um, the the issue that I had with it is you kind of you kind of know who who did what because uh, in fact I can spoil it. It's a fucking near twenty year old movie. But the fact that Timothy Hutton's character has had literally nothing to do at the time, and this is late nineties Timothy Hutton when he still was a star. You're kind of going. Well, it's clearly him because he's done fuck all else for it. And Tommy Thiel is just going to turn up to say about eight lines and do nothing in the background, you see. Um, so that, that kind of took it away from me. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed The General's Daughter, to be honest. It's on Netflix UK. Um, and I watched it last Monday. It's a perfect midweek watch. It just kind of sits nicely in that. I can uh, see that. And it is, a, like I say, it's a little bit nastier than I expected. There's a, quite a an unpleasant rape scene in it, uh, which I didn't expect from this movie, which kind of took me by surprise. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I, I caught this week. Uh, I also watched a couple of more episodes of Fargo, but um, and, and I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching movies at the moment. So I'm hoping a bit more watched this week. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm going to be making up for lost time this week because I didn't do much last week. So I, I'm halfway through Sucker Punch which we will talk about next week. We will, because I'll watch it as well. Yeah. Um, and Noel's saying Pee-wee's Big Adventure... Uh, I am watching is that a, this week. Watch. So, yeah, we'll be talking about that. Um, Christ, there's some stuff on movie I want to watch. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shit I want to watch at the moment. I'm going to watch The Good Dinosaur as well. It's out on iTunes tomorrow, and I think I'm going to rent it, because I, I, it's... I don't know. It's a Pixar film that I've been not bothered about, and that kind of slightly feels wrong. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I think there's going to be plenty to talk about. We, we have an email. Oh, do we? I'll, I'll let you do the email, and then we'll do questions. Okay. Um, so this comes from Steve, and he says, Greetings to you both. Hope all is good. Since emailing you fine fellas a week, a few weeks ago, I have been powering through some DAAM. Started off at episode 50 and I'm now on to 117. Shit, oh. Whoa! Um, it's been uh, great listening to you both around my daily travels at work. Passes, yeah, yeah, great. Um, it passes the days away quickly and really makes me look forward to getting home and watching a film or two. It is a really entertaining lesson with some highlights being the prickly discussion about a most violent year, which Ian was right about. <laughs> uh, Do you know what? That's really weird. Um, I was thinking about this. We're, I have no idea why. I was thinking about this when I was getting dressed the other day and thought, I think I need, out of nowhere, my brain went, I think you need to rewatch a most violent year. <laughs> and I thought, you, 
Do you know what? I think I do need to rewatch it because and there was nothing. There was nothing that spurred it on, but I just did think I think I need to rewatch it and give it another go. Because what if I was wrong and it is as good as everyone was saying it is? So I, I, I'm going to give that another go in the next couple of weeks. I'm not fucking rewatching Sabotage. Why? Because you already know it's fantastic. Fuck you. Fuck! I've watched that five times. Oh, that's fucking mental. <laughs> I um, know. um so uh, to the wonderful rants, Jesus Christ, to the wonderful rants such as Mark's hatred of, of the Babadook, which I've just realised as I typed it is an anagram of a bad book. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I'd never realised that. Also really enjoyed the marathons. After hearing the Police Academy ones, I stuck on a couple, but that was enough. I understand yeah. that after a binge watch of these things, they can become tiresome quickly. Fair play sticking these things out and making it to the end. Uh, with listening to so many in so, so short a space of time, and it's fascinating listening to Ian's crazy switching between whether or not to go with digital. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, fair play. Uh, the answer is simple, Ian. Both. If Blu-ray is an option, then go with that. And if it's not, do the digital thing. Do the digital thing. Um, he's probably not listened to the episode where I said I sold all my Blu-rays. So, well, sold all my Blu-rays. Do you know what the thing is as well? Recently, I have gone to watch stuff and thought, right, I'm going to watch this. If it's on iTunes, it's less than five, I'm going to buy it. And there's been several things recently where I've got to watch them, got to iTunes, not been there. And it's annoyed me a little bit. I had it yesterday as what I was up to you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I, I had things that quite literally weren't there. Couldn't buy them. Not available on iTunes. And it's not been like one or two, it's been five or six recently, which has kind of bugged me a little bit. I've always found other shit to watch, but yeah, it has kind of fucking bugged me a little bit, that. Yeah, I... um. I have an alternative method for what they would do in that situation, but I won't go into it. Oh, so do I. <laughs> um, so, uh, he continues, well done with the show, and I have to say that your enthusiasm for film is really contagious. I love my films anyway, but listening to you guys chat about films really does add to my own enthusiasm for the movies too. Saying that, my spending on uh, Blu-rays the last few weeks has spiked a bit, and it's tough to justify to the missus, especially after my Odeon <laughs> Limitless purchase. Oh, there you go, the other week. Let's not worry about that, and, and my, at least I'm not spending it on crack line works a treat every time it's good <laughs> a couple of questions yeah. um what Ooh. happened with your book ian uh I'll, I'll answer that first um didn't do anything um <laughs> i ha- i interviewed a mem a key member of the production team and it became i th- don't know how to phrase this it became evident to me that looking into the making of Sunshine might not be something I would like to do, considering I came at it from a place of love. Yes. Let's just say. Um, yeah. Um, did you ever get around to watching Cinema Paradiso? I'm, I'm assuming that's aimed at you, Mark, because I have seen it. No, I've not actually got around to watching Cinema Paradiso. I tell you what, I'll add it to my list and I'll watch it within the next two weeks just because I've got a lot of shit to watch next week but I will watch it within the next fortnight it's, so it's within pretty, the next two shows it will be on I will it, watch it it is genuinely pretty great as cinema parody so um, uh, how the hell do you both have the time to watch so many films and at the same time do a podcast and also keep the families happy I don't even shit about my family's happiness. Um, no, I, my kid's old enough that I can get away watching shit. And uh, the other bit is I watch a lot with my wife, so it's great in the fact that we do that. And the other bit is I only sleep four hours a night, so... You know, um, my wife um, very heavily spends time on her um, uh, child photography business. Um, 
uh, in the evenings. So we don't. The thing is, I don't go like out drinking with the guys or anything a lot. No, you know, most of my social stuff is done online. So I think I spend enough time with my family that if I want to go off to the cinema, it's not the end of the world, as I was saying earlier on. Um, if Donna is upstairs doing photo editing on the PC, I'm going to watch a film. I'm not going to feel guilty about that. Donna wants to do it. It is it is work, but it's work that she wants to do. And she has two monitors set up and she just watches Netflix on the other one while she's doing stuff. So I don't feel guilty. Um, so, yeah, and I watched it on the train. Um, it's a bit hard at the moment because I'm studying for financial planning exams. Um, so it, you know, that's another reason why my film watching's not exactly been on the one a day. Uh, but yeah, there you go. You know, you just, you just do it. And to be fair, my, Sunday evening podcast recording slot has been going since Heroes, and that was like 2009. Yeah, so well, it's just yeah. it's just what I do. It, it's great, you know, the fact you have an understanding of, uh, of a family and the same. You know, I wise very understanding of the fact that you know, her and his well do stuff. Uh, you know, six o'clock on a, on a Sunday is when they will watch stuff that they wanted to watch, or they'll they'll do whatever. Um, so there's there's, there's, there's that, uh, and then. You know, sometimes I have fittings where I might be out from eight in the morning, and I might not go until eight o'clock at night. There's somewhere I get home and fitting at at two o'clock to two three o'clock in the afternoon, and then I have a shower, get myself clean, and then fuck it, I can go um, and watch something. So I'll do that, and I'll, I'll stick someone and watch something for an hour. But yeah, sometimes you don't watch stuff all in one go. You watch it in a few bit goes. But yeah, I I I genuinely don't really sleep that much so I only sleep like four hours a night so some mornings I'll get up at six in the morning and watch summer and some nights I'll go to bed till three in the morning so I'll watch summer then you know you get plenty of time to watch summer then um, so that's that's when I get my time to do it yeah there you go there you go so we manage it and um, he finishes off uh, right lads keep up the good work and keep spreading the enthusiasm all the best to the pair of you Steve P.S. get onto YouTube and have a watch of the last short film I made called Big Highland Murdering Bastard. Just search the word B-A-S-T-U-R-T and you will see it. I would love to hear a dude Foz rant about how shit it is that makes the Babadook look like the Exorcist. I will I will give it a watch for next week's show. Marvelous. I, 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 will, I will give an honest opinion of it, I assure you. Yes, so uh, there we go. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks very much. I'm really glad that you're enjoying the show. Um, We have a couple of questions. Um, Dan, Dan Arty, uh, Mondo Dan, uh, says, if you two were stuck in an underground bunker for two months, who would get eaten first? Right, let's say the answer at the same time. One, two, three, Mark. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yes. And then Noel's spectacular question. I got. Uh, I, I, I'm never going to be allowed in Viva Brazil in Cardiff ever again because of <laughs> meat. Yeah. Uh, right, Noel Mella. Your ship has sailed, of course, and you're discovered. And you've discovered what first to be an uninhabited tropical paradise. However, decided to spend a couple of days there, you come to realise it's been home to four other men. 
Mark Wahlberg, Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy and Oscar Isaac. Before long, it becomes clear that all of the men have contracted a form of tropical madness. Nevertheless, you feel compelled to get them to medical help as quickly as you can. The problem, your ship can only take four people, meaning one of them must be left to die alone in a state of perpetual insanity. Bear in mind that they will be with you in close quarters for the long and arduous journey back to civilization. Which three seamen do you receive on your poop deck and who is left to the, the wrath of Dementia Island? Wahlberg's fucked. Uh, well, for me, uh, I- I'll-, I'll give you my reasons. Um, it would be Oscar Isaacs for the for-, for these reasons. One, I'm not telling a fucking mad Tom Hardy that he can't do something. No fucking way. Two, I reckon George Tim would spend the entire time and you wouldn't even notice he's there unless you really needed something to do something and he just fucking do it and you'd be like, who the fuck did that? Oh, oh, oh shit! Cheers, Joel. Cheers, Joel. And he go. And they just You're like, oh, Tom, did you see that? No, I was eating the shark's face. All right, Tom, fair enough. I just, I would just laugh at Matt Wall. I would literally give Matt Wahlberg a jar with a bee in it and watch him laugh at it. Just watch him go, oh, what the fucking hell is that? For, for hours. And Oscar Isaac needs to take her down a thing or two because so far he's a little bit too fucking perfect. Can you imagine? It would it literally, it would be, you'd be like, it's been, a, it's been a tough day. It's been a tough day, right, Tom? Right, Tom? It's just been a tough day. It's been a tough day. What, what's your name again? Joel! Shit, Joel! Yes! And Oscar Isaacs would just go, we should all sing, guys, because I don't know if you know, I have a voice like an angel. You're like, you're a cunt, you are. You're a really nice guy. You're handsome as fuck. And you can sing and everything. So you, I just imagine I'd spend the entire time scowling at it, trying to turn Tom Hardy against him. So that's my reasons why Oscar uh, Isaac get left because he's too perfect. Yeah, no, Oscar Isaac would just be entertaining in an all-round way. Mark Wahlberg wouldn't. <laughs> it, it, like he'd just be like, "Where are my boys? Where are my boys? My boys aren't here. My boys aren't here. Right? Are you like going to be my boys? Right? I want this, 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 this. No. That is a fair point, actually. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot about that. But I, I still reckon you could confuse him really easily. You could go, "Did you know that Henry called you a cunt?" He'd be like, "Henry? Who's Henry? Henry? You haven't met Henry? No." But he, he said, you're a cunt. Like, I'm going to find Henry. And he'd spend the entire time looking. Every time he comes, you go, where the fuck's this Henry guy? He's hiding from you, Mark. He's scared. He's scared of you. He'd spend the entire time looking for Henry. I'm telling you. He'd have a fucking whale of a time. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom. Mark's got fucking snorkeling looking for Henry again. As, as Tom Hardy literally is there with his pet shark, which is a dead shark that he's got his hand up its ass, just moving its thing. You'd be like, you really have gone mad, aren't you, Tom? <laughs> it, it, it'd, all, it'd be a fucking barrel ass. And all the time you'd be thinking, <laughs> Oscar Isaac's just sat singing a shellfish. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, good. Um, so, Ian, what are we covering next week? Batman, Superman, Justice Time. <laughs> Which could either be ridiculous entertaining or absolute trash. I am so looking forward to it. God, it's going to be one or the other, isn't it? It's going to be one or the other. It is going to be either magnificent or what the fuck. Uh, Yes, uh, that was episode 152. The the fascinating thing is that there's like... the, The... the rumblings just seem to be non-existent. <laughs> it's out on Friday, and I haven't heard anybody say they've seen it. No, I think the embargo drops on Tuesday morning, if I remember correctly. So I think it is people have seen it, but 
I just I, don't feel good. There was that thing that um, Drew McWeeny for HitFix did a thing about, about a month ago or something saying that people internally at Warner Brothers were worried because it wasn't the film they thought it was going to be. Mm. But what does that mean? Does that mean it's actually more interesting than it could have been? Or... Dot, dot, who dot. fucking knows? Who, who fucking knows with that film? Because the trailers are all over the fucking place. Mm. There looks to be an awful lot going on in that movie. How yeah. long is it? Is it eight hours long? It looks like it's going to be eight hours long. I think it's two and a half, but the uh, the R-rated director's cut is apparently half an hour longer. Um, There's which... an R-rated director's cut? Yeah. Oh. Batman. Let me just see if I can get the runtime. Uh, 151 minutes. That's two and a half hours. The credits are going to be like 10 minutes long, though, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I can deal with that. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in it. Is he? Who's he playing? I don't know. It's just on the um, BBFC website. Oh, I'm, I'm behind that. I'm always behind seeing Jeffrey Whoa. Dean Morgan in shit. I want to see what the fuck is Jeffrey Dean Morgan doing in it. It'd be brilliant if he was playing the comedian. Oh. I hope it is. I hope he's wearing like a Watchman pin or something like that. Oh, just as like a little nod. Like the fact that in Watchmen there's a nod to 300, the comedian's room is number 300. <laughs> yeah. Because um... imagine how much that's going to piss off the geeks if, if Zack Snyder references. I reckon Zack Snyder should just reference all of his movies in every single one of his movies because that would just piss people off and that guy loves pissing people off. Mm. I didn't realise Scoot McNary was in it. Was yeah. Cool. Um, I think Scooby-Nary has been in every movie since uh, like 2011 just no one noticed yeah that's true Neil deGrasse Tyson plays himself ooh oh, did that. you see everything I hear about it the more I hear about it makes me go that sounds brilliant that sounds terrible that sounds brilliant that Carla, sounds terrible. Carla Gugino plays ship voice yes Patrick she's... Wilson plays POTUS <laughs> hang on as in the pre- oh, okay, Patrick Wilson, I think might be playing the president of the United States. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking batshit. This movie. Right, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is not in the credits in IMDb at all. A BBFC just done a really fucking weird, like, or or, or have they kind of like have I just spoiled something? Even though. Even though I know Jenna Malone got cut out. Oh, Thomas Wayne, shit. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, he is. He's played Thomas Wayne, yeah. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, Jenna Malone was like in the theatrical cut. She's been cut out, but she's going to be in the R-rated version. So it's like, who the fuck is she playing? Tits McGee. That'd be good. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, yes. Episode 152 of an out. Uh, Contact us uh, at com at DudeTheMonkey, at Ian Loring, at DudeFoz. Check out the YouTube because I will have a weekly thing starting uh, on uh, Monday um, that I'm going to do every Monday. But it'll probably be out every Monday or every Tuesday, one of those two days. I'm not going to say it. it's going to be every Monday because it might be the occasional Tuesday. Um, so you'll hopefully look forward to that. How, uh, how's the website going or shouldn't I ask? The website, I've actually got time off this week, so the website will be up by next Friday, because I've actually got, I've actually got days off. Okay. Because I've got, not that I've, had, I've got fittings, but I've got fittings that I don't need to go on, so I've got a couple of days, I've scheduled a couple of days off, and one of those is scheduled sidestep to the website. Cool. Which I, 
I think, in my mind, it's actually a lot closer to being done than I think it is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's just been getting time to do anything has been insane at the moment. Um, so yes, so thank you very much for listening, guys, and we shall speak to you next week when we will have Noel on with us. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for next week. Yeah. Batman versus Superman. I just, I've got, I don't know. I just, I've got a feeling I'm going to enjoy it. I've just, I I've got a feeling. I've, I, ah, I, uh, famous last words, but yeah. <laughs> Cool, right, I am going to go and eat.